Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, I'm Mitra, and welcome to the Earwolf Presents feed. This week, Earwolf Presents is featuring an episode of our show, Urgent Care. Each week, you'll get a special episode from any existing Earwolf shows and maybe even something brand new. But today, you'll be hearing the episode of Urgent Care titled, Ah, from Wicked. If you need advice and have nowhere else, and we mean nowhere else to turn, this episode is a great place to start. If you like the show, subscribe to our podcast, Urgent Care, if you dare. Bon Appetit, chefs. If you listen, you'll get it. Our listeners are called chefs. Bye. <laughs> this is Urgent Care. Urgent Care. Urgent Care is the place you go when you don't have any other options. Urgent Care. Urgent Care. I see a lot of myself in this collar. Yeah, same here. pretty <laughs> <laughs> wait did you not join in did, did the no Zoom i did but i but i sort of faded out because i was like joel joel's got it today <laughs> <laughs> you know what some days you just got to pick up the slack where it's needed and today you didn't need to do that i did i had it i had I, it and i went I'm not adding anything by name, <laughs> <laughs> which is the first and last time I'll ever have that thought. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome to Urgent Care, everybody. Um, my name is, of course, Joel Kim Booster. My name, if hopefully you've learned, is Mitra Johari. And, this and is we're here to help you. It's a podcast. This is a podcast where we help you. And we can't, we haven't quite settled on a way to get into this part of the podcast ever. <laughs> Every well, so week. podcast, we get voicemails and emails from you, the listeners. And then we tell you what to do based on the problems you send us. So, And sometimes it's good advice and sometimes it's deliberately bad advice. And sometimes it's not deliberately bad advice. Sometimes we, we think we're giving good advice. And in fact, we come to find later that it is bad advice. Because people will email and be like, haha, yes, so funny that you would say that. But now here's the good advice. And we go, but that was us trying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of your job to sift through the advice and decide which one is us being deliberately funny and which one is us trying and failing. Yeah. Um, and that's on you. That labor is yours to do, not ours. Good okay? luck. Good luck. Good luck I to you. Look, I wouldn't want that job. Yeah. <laughs> that's a journey that you must take alone, okay? Because we don't <laughs> want any part of it. We don't want any part of it, honey. <laughs> Mitra, how the hell are you? Um, 
This week was pretty nice. I'm doing um, kiln training in my pottery studio. Okay, hot sleigh. Hot sleigh. Um, sort of taking matters in my own hands. And <laughs> um, that's been really nice. Um, it's been nice to have something to do. But like taking a class has just been so lovely, like learning a new thing. And I don't know, doing anything. <laughs> um, that's really the big highlight. Um, I have been working a little bit and that's literally it. I've, I've done very little. I watched the fall. Um, okay. that's that Jamie Dornan, Jillian Anderson show. Um, Huge blazed. Jamie Dornan fan. He's, I didn't, I'd never seen him in anything. Now have and you then, seen Barb and Star? Well, I was going to say we watched all of the fall and then immediately watched Barb and Star. And I'm like, I'm a huge Jamie Dornan fan now. And how good is Barb and Star? Let's it's talk about so it. so fun and silly. It is so dumb. It made it me is, so happy. It made me nostalgic for a time when movies were allowed to be that stupid. Um, yes. Not about re- anything. Not truly not about anything. It was so light and so, and also just so funny to watch like the most grim, like <laughs> horrific show like the fall and then immediately pivot to seeing the the killer (laughs) being (laughs) such a doof and yeah it was so fun i had a great time yeah Yeah. i laughed so much it was great i feel like i like i just haven't been watching a lot of comedy i've I've, i guess i've only been watching the oc (laughs) well they haven't been making them babe they haven't haven't been been making them they haven't been making them and um yeah but but i've i've I'm back on I'm back on the OC train. I find my, I found myself really missing the cast of the OC. <laughs> so if that if that sort of any window into like what's going on. Last night I re-entered the world of the OC and I was like, oh, finally. Like, no, wait. Back with all my friends. I really missed I really missed the OC. I don't know why, but it sort of it passed by me and I never circled back around to get into it. Is that the one that Rachel Bilson is on? Yes. I had never seen it. That's yeah, so it's Misha Barton. Rachel Bilson, Adam Brody, and Ben McKenzie. Yes. Um, and I'm on record as saying I think Rachel Bilson is a star. She a is. Star. She's so good. Her and Adam Brody together on that, and you know they're together in real life for most of it, and it's wow. just so fucking sweet. I mean, you know, I, I, they'll see. Everybody knows, but I, I've been having. It's just been such a nice, like. I never feel too much while I watch it, mm. <laughs> but That's if I feel anything, yes. And if I feel anything, it's like, I love this family. <laughs> 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 I love, I, I love them. <laughs> and they love you. And they love me. <laughs> they love you right back. Wow. Yeah. I could cry just thinking about them. Um, how are you? Um, okay, so today I'm having a really bad day, but I do not want that to overshadow the two pieces of amazing news that I have to share with you today, okay? Okay. And the bad day I'm having today will overshadow this entire podcast and sort of color it in a very specific way. I'm grumpy and mad, um, so buckle up for that. But don't let that distract you from the incredible pieces of news I'm about to share. Okay, and what order will they arrive in? Okay, order number one piece of good news number one is okay. that my father is improving. It's doing much better. That's Apparently great. there was um, a lot of 
like boogers in his nose that was impeding him from breathing properly. And one brave nurse finally figured it out. A real doctor house moment was like, oh, I guess we just need to give him a neti pot. And now literally it changed everything. It changed everything. Just getting out some fucking boogers out of his goddamn nose. Thank God for this nurse. That's amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> I it, I haven't wanted to I haven't wanted to clap for one single nurse this entire time except for this one. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you what. Eight o'clock tonight. I'm gonna bang on a pot <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever. Okay. Get the pots ready, Wit. I'm banging. <laughs> um, thank you to everybody who's reached out though and DM'd me um, nice things and who have commiserated and and shared advice and things like that for people who've been in similar situations and really appreciate it. It's been very nice and then on a similar sort of lateral front i gotta tell you something that happened to me yesterday mitra and you're is not gonna believe the good it. or the bad it's good okay Uh-oh. it's i'm not gonna talk about why i'm having a bad day but okay i'll tell i'll tell you privately after the pod but um you know as we're wont to do we love yes. to tease we love, we love to, tease to tease them um but the good news is yesterday i got it i got the shot the vax I got the vaccine. <gasps> That's um, amazing because you volunteered, right? I was volunteering. Yeah, I've been volunteering at um, vaccination sites around L.A. And um, I will continue to do so even though I got the shot because let me tell you, it feels good. It feels great to volunteer. It feels great to be working with and, and vaccinating. And I was a hit. OK, it was a <laughs> massive hit. Um my big bit was every time I was I was in charge of screening people. I had to ask them health questions, invasive health questions. Whoa. And of course, every single time I got an a boomer, an old elderly gentleman, I would always pause and go, and have you gotten pregnant? Recently? Yes. And oh my God, slay upon slays. They, every single one laughed. Every single guy laughed. Okay. Didn't ask any of the younger people because of course, n- gender knows no bound. Pregnancy knows no bound, no gender. Um, but with the older boomers, I felt comfortable enough to go there with them and they loved it. Every single one of them. Every it feels so good to like slay with like an old guy. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. It really, really does. Take your wins where you can. Um, but yeah, and at the end of the shift, they said, hey, do you want the shot? And I said, give me the shot, babe. Fuck yeah. Give me the shot. My it feels king. amazing. And it doesn't, I obviously I know it does not change a whole lot, like, until everyone gets the shot, the world is not is still much the same for me, I must say. And obviously, I have to get the second shot. I'm a Pfizer queen, by the way. <laughs> Shout okay. out to all my Pfizer queens. Okay. <laughs> Put your hands you up if you're a Pfizer queen. <laughs> um, it would be so funny if like people who get the Pfizer shot grow horns and people who get Moderna grow tails. <laughs> 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 that would be amazing. That's, and I would love my, my little horns. I would science. love my little <laughs> guys next round everybody gets tails and horns <laughs> i would love that um it, that's why i'm not allowed to be a part of the scientific community <laughs> <laughs> your pitch is uh yeah too too radical they kicked you out they kicked you out what if i specifically get to fly <laughs> <laughs> and you're like they're like mitro we're actually trying to cure diabetes and you're right now and that but, was your pitch. But we are all a great many things. You can cure that. You can give me flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it feels it does feel like the it does feel like the first sort of like step towards 
this chapter being over for me and it feels great and not to brag but it feels great it I'm feels glad. it actually feels shitty i felt i i felt quite bad all day today and that's part of why i'm ha- why i'm having a bad day but oh yeah just um, the, the side effects mentally it feels amazing i gotta say and i do feel better than you i feel better than chelsea i feel better than <laughs> ryan i am superior uh and that's just you know that was always true before um but now it's sort of scientifically medically true um for a little bit longer what an amazing thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, rude ass. <laughs> my rude Pfizer ass. <laughs> well, have fun growing your horns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope you, and I hope you get the Moderna one. I actually le- legit hope you get the Moderna one so we can say, I'm Pfizer and she's Moderna. Okay? <laughs> and together we are Virgin Care. Mm-hmm. Great. And I hope Chelsea gets Johnson and Johnson. <sighs> and I hope Ryan gets the Sputnik one from Russia. The <laughs> one that they rushed out and didn't even test. Well, and if, if you get the Sputnik one, you grow wings. And if you get Johnson and Johnson, you have a really long tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sputnik one actually feels like the best bet, actually. Are they functional wings? Can 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 will Ryan no. be able to fly when he everything gets the is vestigial? Everything oh, is vestigial. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't know if that means that it's not functional, but I hope it Mm-mm. conveys what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it, I was. I not really like... wanted to say you were going to grow a vestigial tail earlier because it's such a fun word to say, vestigial. I think it is like it's there, but it doesn't do anything. So okay. I'm going to stick with it, and but just know that I mean that vestigial wings mean you can't fly. <laughs> okay. And God knows we're going to hear about it if you're wrong. Um, yeah, if you're listening and you know what the word what word I should have used. Put your phone down. I don't care. Put your phone <laughs> I don't down. Okay. Care. I know you lunged for your phone to write that email. But yeah, go for a walk, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Walk around the block. Walk around the block and cool off, okay? You hothead. I am not allowed in the scientific community. I don't know what any of these words mean. I refuse to learn what they mean, and the community won't let me learn what they mean. Yeah. They actually stopped her from reading books, too. Just every book. They, they said it's too dangerous for her <laughs> would, to know anything. I would love to not be allowed to read, because then I wouldn't feel bad about oh, not reading. No, right? <laughs> no, It would Just be kidding. such a great I know, we're, we're so lucky, free speech. <laughs> <laughs> Blah blah blah. Blah, but, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is like my fan. Oh, I'm not going to go into it. Okay. <laughs> Should we do updates? Yeah, let's do updates. Let's do, um, what was it? Ch- chup dates? What did you oh, say? Cup dates. Cup dates. Yes. Ch- Thank ch- you. Ch- yes. And see, this is this again. You good, good co host, mm-hmm. except, and I, com- uh, the way that cup dates had left my mind wasn't even <laughs> wasn't even a part of the, the chemistry the, the whatever <laughs> gone the chemistry <laughs> the chemistry the whatever and I did actually begin studying neuroscience in school so it is especially dark to not even be able to access one one single word about a brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, I'll re- I could have been operating on you. <laughs> that is truly frightening. Truly frightening. We hate Darkness. to hear it. Um, I'll, I'll read this first one. This is a, for a second opinion for Ebenezer Splooge, which I don't remember giving them that name. Ebenezer Her Splooge. Well, it was one uh, of those ones where we just kind of went, okay, it like dribbled out of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do remember that this caller, um, this chef, uh, was in a relationship with someone who made 
presumably less money than they did. And they were a little concerned and were upset about the disparity of which of, of you know, buying foods and paying for dates, et cetera, et cetera. And this yeah, our caller was spending a lot more. Yeah, a lot more than their partner. Hey, Joel and Mitra, I have a second opinion for my fellow Dutchie Ebenezer Ebenezer her splooge. My ex made considerably more money than me and w- when I was in school, so we decided to open a shared account that we would put equal amounts of money into at the same moments. This account was used for things and expenses we shared together. This way, whenever he wanted to treat me, I was aware that he was actually treating me because whenever he paid, I knew it didn't come from our shared account. Expenses like rent we paid based on our income. I paid 40% of the rent and he paid 60%, which meant we both spent the same percentage of our respective incomes on our expenses. I'm not necessarily advising you to open a shared account, but you can discuss pooling equal amounts of money for shared expenses, like takeout. I think it definitely... It's definitely not a bad thing to be aware of your partner's income. I know some Dutch people have hangups around their income status, but if you share big parts of your life together, it feels pretty rational to know what each partner brings to the table monetarily. Because he might be under the impression that you don't mind paying because you always do. You can also decide for yourself if you're willing to give up a little comfort like ordering expensive takeout regularly if it means that your spending patterns are more equal that way. Cooking together can be fun and less expensive. If you're used to a certain comfort level in your life, that is the kind of uh, that is kind of above his means, it has to feel comfortable for you to pay if you are not willing to sacrifice a little bit. Otherwise, it will remain an issue for you, speaking from experience. I love the pod. Um, and then compliment, compliment. Um, and this is from a male chef, a, chef, a Dutch chef, male Dutch chef. I loved this. Um, yeah, this is great. The, my, my therapist gave me similar advice with wit. Um, that I actually completely forgot about and didn't follow, but that was to, <laughs> but the, that advice was to open a shared account for things like things like that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I forgot, and this re- reminded yeah. me, and I think it's great advice that I will shout out to Mitra's therapist. <laughs> this is a shout out to my to therapist. My therapist. <laughs> <laughs> we that. we of course stand little mix here at urgent care if i you had don't. like one of the better workouts of my life recently just listening to shout out to my ex over and over and over <laughs> okay deranged i know deranged. but even while it was happening i was like i'm being crazy <laughs> but sometimes sometimes you just find the song that works yeah. um but it was grim um another one Another update slash second yeah. opinion. Update, second opinion. Yeah. Update, second opinion. Um, okay. This was for when Dexia Pledge, which was the person whose partner um, was stinky and uh, would didn't not wash their hands, brush their teeth ever, oh, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. I can't believe of all the second opinions to write about. I'm writing about when Dexia Pledge and hand washing, but here we are as a trans guy and part of the small sect of the population that has been given life experience with both needing to stand and needing to sit while peeing. And basically she needs to get over the fact that he doesn't wash his hands after peeing. I can safely say without a doubt that you feel way less dirty and get way less pee on your hands and you need to stand up and whip it out to pee versus having to sit on the toilet and get in there. <laughs> it's an anatomical difference and I'm waiting on pins and needles for the first feminist toilet design. So oh, love this. So women don't need to wash their hands either. Wishing everyone positive mental health during COVID because mine, well, speaking of things in the toilet. <laughs> ah. uh, P.S. You should sell Golden Crane trophies for best chef in podcasting and donate the proceeds. I would buy the, buy the hell out of it. 
Okay, merch. So, so using a brand that we don't own mm-hmm. <laughs> to make true that we I mean, are sort funny. of make would be sort of making fun of too <laughs> in its own special way. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's like nineteen layers deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to understand so much, and um, that is sort of the the vibe of our podcast too. There is a lot of layers to the jokes. Cup dates, yeah, cup <laughs> dates. I mean, really, when when history is like when in the future when when scientists are going over sort of this artifact from the past <laughs> the theme of this episode is science, is science. <laughs> <laughs> and scientists of course will be going over this podcast sort of start to finish and they'll sort of be tracking all the different ways in which language changed and evolved through this podcast <laughs> The, the sort of dissolution of language. Yeah. <laughs> Losing all meaning. They, they, they called their listeners chefs. No one knows why. No well, we had one why. that we didn't end up using this week, but there was this person who was like, hello, head chefs. Are you the food? Do you own the rest? There were so many. <laughs> <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> because you, it's not worth asking those questions. Mm-mm. You're never going to get the answers you want. Just Sheryl Sandberg, lean in, okay? Lean in. And I know I'm misusing that. But in this case, leaning in means just not questioning what we do here. (laughs) Well, you're leaning into the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So Leaning straight in and sort of falling forward and diving headfirst into the vat. Trust fall into the void, babe. That's what we're asking you to do. Okay. And we're going to, while you guys are trust falling into the void, we're going to take our first break. And then when we come back, we'll get into your calls and your emails. Woohoo! And we're back. Um, I hope you guys had a good fall um, because boy, oh boy, we have a great episode and I need you guys well rested and on the ground. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what I need from you. Lots mm-hmm. of emails this week. I'll read this first one. Hi, Joel and Mitra. I am not a bisexual woman. <laughs> I am a gay man, he, him pronouns, and I live in New York City. I've been crushing on this very, very low-tier celebrity. He was an actor on an MTV show several years ago. I'm sure he'll love to hear this. For a stupidly long time, and I think it's getting in the way of my attempts at dating and finding a boyfriend. I find myself comparing guys that I meet to this person, and to make matters worse, he also lives in NYC. I actually saw him on the street one night when I was out before the pandemic. How do I move on from this guy? My main issue is that there is possi- there is a possibility for us to date. Anything is possible, but the probability is low. Joel sent on my face and Mitra, I have consumed all of three busy Debras, and I hope that makes up for the violence of not listing your name first. Thanks for the award-winning pod. It is truly the highlight of my every week. Wow. Love to hear that someone has consumed it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of sort of not nothing about like if they liked it, but just that they did watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for watching. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, so sort of a TMZ, TM he, um, mm-hmm. vibe. Sure. <laughs> TM he. Great. TM he. Why not? Right out the gate. <laughs> you got it. Um, I think you have to go for it. Like, <laughs> like, see, I'm sure you can suss out if this person is single or not. Um, like there are ways you can figure yeah. that out. And if they're single or, you know, putting out signals online, go for it. That's yeah, fine. Why shot. not? Slide into the DMs. Here's the thing. 
There's two options. There's two things, and either way, you get what you want, okay? Option A is you slide into the DMs, you shoot your shot with him, and he reciprocates, and you fall in love, and you get what you've always wanted, which is a lower-tier MTV celeb. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that happens, though, is if you shoot your shot and he absolutely does not respond and sort of is humiliates you, that will cure you. That will absolutely cure you of, of comparing guys to, to people to this man and in your love i mean sometimes that's what it takes is to be absolutely dragged through the mud humiliated in front of the entire town put in the stocks sort of you've got to go for it it i mean it's fun why not we're not like oh you he's not better than you (laughs) yeah in fact one could argue that being a lower tier mtv celebrity would make him lower than you in many respects, I mean, and, and we say that as someone who are we're not on we're not no. we're not on MTV. <laughs> no, certainly not. Never been well, asked. No one's asked. No one's MTV's not knocking down my door. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, I was recently called an E-list celebrity on a, on a podcast um, that someone sent to me recently. Um, so, and That's I don't a know where. I guess yeah. I'm actually happy to be on the list. So at all, That's kinda, at any I, alphabetical. I feel like it's yeah. E-list? E-list? Hey, why yeah. not? Sign I love, me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's fun. And if you feel comfortable, maybe email us and let us know who it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so curious reading this. Um, but I think it'll be fun. And like how like how funny will it be to be like if you go on a date, great. And if you're personally rejected, funny. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> regardless, yeah. it will be a story forever no matter what and throw it it up at a powerpoint show on a powerpoint do a show (laughs) do a one-man show about your obsession with this guy and how you were rejected from him because two podcast hosts told you to go for it (laughs) we'll we'll like contribute videos yeah (laughs) or whatever (laughs) we'll be experts like in the britney doc yes get us but i i do demand to be filmed in front of a wall of leaves or whatever (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, go for it. Um, should we move on? There's no downside. Yeah. There's no on. downside. Like, there's literally no there's downside. There's just not. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing bad can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last <So>, words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what the worst thing that could happen and I'm just, nothing's coming. I can't think of any bad things that could happen. In terms of just like shooting your shot online, nothing bad can happen. Bad things yeah. can happen after, but in terms of just like being like, hey, like, I think you're so hot. Want to hang out? Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say something truly devastating to him that would damage his self-esteem forever. If that were the case, I would want to know and I would come for that person. (laughs) I would be happy to come for that person. So, yeah, email us either way. Sort of update us. Cupdate us. Cupdate us. (laughs) For sure. Cupdate us um, on how this goes. Well, cupdate is front facing. So Mm -hmm. only cup, like cupdate is like when it gets red on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) So update us so it can turn into a cupdate. Yes. Yes. And that's like the evolution. It's sort Mm -hmm. of like um, squirtle to like Mm -hmm. war turtle. (laughs) (laughs) An update to a cupdate. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Let's not humiliate ourselves anymore. Um, But was that right? Yeah. Okay. I said it came out, it, it flowed out in a way where I was like, I either it's either like stored here forever or Mm -hmm. I just made up Pokemon. No, no, no. That was muscle memory, babe. It was in you. Wow. And who comes after War Turtle? 
That I don't remember. Blastoise. Blastoise. Oh, I knew. I knew it. Did, I knew it wasn't turtle. I knew it was some like some other, <laughs> like tor- tortoise. Blastoise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. Okay. We have a voicemail here. Let's listen to this voicemail, please, Chelsea. Hey, Real Housewives. Um, I do want to start this off by saying I am a bisexual woman. Um, But here's my dilemma. I just moved from Chicago to Colorado recently um, to be near my boyfriend of four years. Um, And so I'm having a little bit of trouble making friends in a new place. Um, But I really love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And so there's this one Dunkin' that I always go to. Um, I want to say I go like at least once a week been a little bit more recently um but there's a girl who's usually working the drive-thru um and she's so nice she's so enthusiastic all the time um I really like her style like she just seems like somebody I would want to be friends with and I feel like I go there enough that she might recognize me by now um anyway this morning I bought I got a dozen donuts for my coworker, and so I went to that Dunkin's and when I got the box, she was at the cash register, and she gave it to me. And I guess, I think she wrote it, but I'm not 100% sure. She wrote, like, have the best day ever, Duncan, with a heart. Um, and so I guess my question is, how can I befriend her without being coming off too creepy? Because I don't, like, it's her job. I don't want to be creepy, and I don't want to make any future experiences awkward. Um, so I guess... Uh, how do I befriend her? Should I befriend her? Or should I just keep it strictly business? Um, <laughs> love you guys both. Big fan of the pod. Thank you. Wow. Love this. Wow. Um, I feel like I relate to this so deeply. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, buckle up. Um, what are we naming this person? Dunkin' Donut. Um... um... Dunkin' Honut. Great. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it, it must it must be so. If so it, it is must written. be so. Um what do you think, Joel? I I think that it is tough to move to a new city and especially during a pandemic, there's a lot of avenues are not open to you to make friends. But I would caution you because this woman's enthusiasm is part of her job. And mm-hmm. she might just really, really love her job at Dunkin' Donuts. And so I, I I would sort of maybe camp out and see if she treats everybody that way because that's the big question here. Is she enthusiastic to everyone mm-hmm. or is it specific to you? Um, because I could see this. You are putting her in an awkward position but if you ask her to hang out. Yes. Because totally. it's her job. It's I think her job that's a, to hang out with you while you're buying coffee and donuts. Completely. I think it's like, but I do think also like you can tell, like, I think it's harder now because you're like around, like there are less people in the store with you. But I, I definitely think, see how she talks to other people. But you can also tell if you like vibe with somebody. And it, I've certainly like had that kind of relationship turn into a friendship outside of the transaction. Um, I feel like it happened to me a lot more when I was in New York for whatever reason. I think maybe just people are like more open to that. <laughs> I don't know. But 
Um, I think you could like give her your number. <laughs> like, I, I feel like, like, I feel like it, I don't think it's like the craziest thing or like find her on Instagram or like see if she's I was going to say find her on Instagram. My friendships, I actually thinking about it, like my friendships that have come from this kind of way of like, we found each other on Instagram. Um, and yeah, just message her if you find her or like ask for her handle or something like that. Or I, I, I think, I think be prepared for it to like possibly feel, probably feel weird. Like if you ask her for her handle, like she doesn't have to give it to you, but I feel like, that Instagram has been the way for me usually. Yeah. And maybe just be real honest with her. Maybe you really just come clean and say, Hey, I just moved here. I don't have a lot of friends. You seem really chill and fun. Do you want to grab a donut? Fuck. No. Uh, you, so oh, stupid. God, so fuck. stupid. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but Do you, you want to grab a mm, mm, bagel? Coffee? Uh, but I, yeah, I think being straightforward and like it, it's, it's not like the weirdest thing in the world, but I think you just, I think like being honest and direct about it is, will, will make her potentially feel less creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> like rather than being like, can I have your phone number? No reason. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm new. You seem cool. Could could I have your Instagram handle or like yeah. would you ever want to hang out or something like that? Or and maybe you apply for a job at the Dunkin' Donuts. You yes. Get the job, okay? Yes. You get in there, you befriend her as a coworker first, and then you know you know it's real. You get the inside scoop on what her real personality is back in this back in the freezer. Okay. Yeah. Here's my pitch: find out who her coworkers are. Fuck her coworker, and yes. then your coworker will maybe talk about you to her mm-hmm. and then she'll think you're cool. And then when you ask her to hang out, she'll be like, Oh, I like, she'll already know all about you and know that yep. you're like legit. Yeah. Get invited to those w- wild Dunkin' Donuts parties. I want that. I <laughs> Fuck. I, I will probably get donuts tomorrow because of this. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah. But good I luck. Made, a big, made a big cake. So I have to finish that first. My homework. Oh. <laughs> What a chore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. We hope that you fall in love with this girl and end up breaking up with your boyfriend for her. That's my Please. hope. Please. Please. Keep us mm-hmm. posted. If that happens, we officiate the wedding. Um, <laughs> <It's me. laughs> we've, got an e- we've got another email. Okay. I think you should read this one. It would be my pleasure. Um, I love this one. Um, hi, both. Teehee. Okay. Week. Week. I'm a gay cis male in his late 20s living in Sydney, Australia, but originally from California. Right? California? Is that where we're? Okay. (laughs) It was an abbreviation and then I panicked. I was like, but they're going to (laughs) know. An affirming nod from Chelsea. Uh, (laughs) I'm emailing you with a very gay concern about one of my best friends in Sydney. He's another gay male around the same age, and we've been best gals since I moved here a few years ago. He's always been super affable and sweet, but since getting into the housewives recently, I've noticed a debasing shift in his personality. After binging the entirety of the Beverly Hills franchise, I've noticed that he's been much more hostile and volatile, but in a sort of performative way. He seems to pick fights more frequently and bring things up from the past just for the sake of theatrics. I feel wary of expressing an opinion that counters his own out of fear that he will use it against me on a later occasion. 
Correlation doesn't equal causation, obviously, but this new side of his personality seems to be certainly connected to the antics of the gals of Beverly Hills. So I have a couple questions. First, have either of you ever had a friend who became a worse person after watching Real Housewives? Second, what is an appropriate way to bring up to a friend that there is a the concern in, that their consumption habits are tainting their personality? Or even, is there a housewife series that might promote more gregarious behavior? <laughs> we all love a gay bitch, but it's also nice to not get accosted all the time, especially since we haven't been asked to star in a reality show yet. Uh, warm regards, a concerned friend. Okay. Okay, sort of being a little bitch about this. So sort of a Teresa, sort of, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sort of, you know, uh, Melissa uh, vibes, certainly. Um, Well, also, but like sort of um, sneaky behind your back behavior, but in a way where they maybe don't have to take responsibilities. So maybe like a Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, Lisa. I was going to say Lisa Rinna, too. Mm -hmm. Um. but in, and actually, kind of Andy Cohen too, because he sort of has a global perspective on it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Andy Cohen. Let's 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 start there. Let's see where we end up. <laughs> um, Andy Cohen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly one. Um, he's a fan of the podcast, so Fandy Cohen. Fandy Cohen, great. Fandy Cohen. <laughs> Fandy Cohen. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um. So. I'd say, first of all, I don't think there's a housewife series that would promote more gregarious behavior. I think I maybe, maybe Atlanta. Potomac. Oh, okay. I think Atlanta, they're they're having fun in some of the later seasons. There's very low drama in some this of This season has been very fun. Any season um, without Nini, I think, is more gregarious and fun and sweet. I mean, the murder mystery party in one of the more recent episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta is one of the funniest things that I've seen on the show in so long. All of the women realizing that it's a murder mystery party and immediately (laughs) rejecting the concept of a murder mystery party. I was laughing, laughing. I also think earlier Potomac. Like, I think, like, Candace and Monique have sort of brought a darkness with them, but earlier seasons, the drama's, like, lighter. So I feel like... Actually, yes, there is a more gregarious yeah. city. But um, let's back up here for a second and let's really address the premise of of this problem. <laughs> because I can't tell how serious he is about this theory of uh, that the housewives has made his friend a demonstrably worse person. Um, because um, I love the housewives and I am great. You love the housewives. You are great. Um, but I, I do... One of my friends, their sibling started watching Housewives and that friend was like, they are kind of acting like more of a bitch. Like, no. I don't think it is. I don't no. think it's impossible. I, I think like it can activate something. I will say that the face sort of seemed to pass. Like they watched, they watched a whole city and be like this sort of transformation happened and then quickly faded away. So I would, I would say to perhaps comfort our emailer, this might just be a phase. <laughs> um, Cause they're having fun with, with the thing that they watch that is consuming them. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, and honestly, you need to take a page out of a housewife's book and really call it out at the reunion. You should host a reunion. Um, <laughs> After the, after the pandemic is done, host a reunion where you all sit on couches and you as Andy Cohen, Fandy Cohen, um, <laughs> sort of 
moderate a discussion and sort of say, like, read from your card. Like, um, Joanne from Lockport, Illinois says, so-and-so, why were you being such a bitch in this instance to your friends? <laughs> like, I think that could be really powerful. I think people, I think he would react really positively to that, especially if you said it in a reunion setting. I mean, what is a reunion but an intervention? Yeah. But I also think for real, you can call out your friend for his shitty behavior without connecting it to the housewives. I think it's necessary at this point. I think it will seem like patronizing if you connect it to the housewives. mm -hmm. But I think you can say like, lately, you've been making me feel bad about myself. Like you don't have to like, because there also might be other reasons than the housewives why your friend is acting like a bitch. Like it, it also might be that there's something going on that you don't know about. <laughs> and they just also <laughs> happen to be watching housewives as a, a means of coping. Yeah. Just like uh, speaking from personal experience, the times when I've watched housewives the most have been the darkest days. <laughs> so yeah. I, and I am grateful to them for getting me through those they've times. They've lifted you up. They've lifted you up out of holes. I've seen it. I've seen it they myself. Have. They really have. I love them. I love them. And it's a, but it is a recent thing for me. Um, and, but I, I think you can just have a talk with your friend about how they're making you feel without yeah, projecting because, why it's happening. And that actually is sort of, that will sort of short circuit him if it is the housewives because no one does no one speaks honestly and with compassion and empathy on the on the housewives so if you <laughs> if you come to your friend with honesty and sort of humility and and empathy like i think it'll short circuit he won't he he doesn't have a playbook then you know it's sort mm-hmm. of throwing the rule book out the window nobody said dogs couldn't play basketball sort of moment <laughs> um, candy candy had a moment with kenya in real houses of atlanta this week where she spoke sort of just like truly and genuinely and there really was a mo- like you could really see her being like well, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> no one told me I would have to deal with this on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They really are keeping me going. <laughs> having having weekly commitments to them, huge. Really important. Really the Salt Lake City reunion was shockingly good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was week. really interesting to see them sort of as as housewives for the first time because well, you're not a housewife until you've seen yourself on the show and yes. seen how America reacts to you and seen how America has cast you what role America has given you and it was really interesting to see like Lisa realize that she had been cast as the villain and react to that and sort of play against that and play with that it was fascinating it i I mean, it made me excited for the second season and I don't think I felt super stoked on it until watching mm-hmm. that where I was like, because I was like, where were these women in the first season? Like, where yeah. was this? Like, actually saying how they, like, calling each other out and yet, like, really being housewives. I'm, But now they know. Now they know what they're actually supposed to do. Well, and I wonder, too, if you want to speak his language, your friend's language on this, you can say, like, hey, I think you think you're being Heather. I think you think you're being, Amer- you're sort of the likable, like, sassy one, but you're actually being Elisa right now. You know, you really need to speak to him in a language he'll understand. Um, well, Heather, then I, I mean, now I'm back in. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> sort of, sort of a turn for Heather for me, though. Um, what? Mean, what? You're not on Team Lisa now, are you? No, I'm not. But I was like, it's not as black as what black and white as I thought it was. You I feel need- that Heather came into it. I did agree that there was a part of Heather that came into it, wanting to be hurt. Okay, with all due respect. Shut up. 
<laughs> Shut up. Don't you dare speak a negative word about Heather. I love Heather. I not I not enough apparently everything for her. And I I recorded the moment when Lisa reacts to Heather talking about getting a Rihanna. DM from Rihanna. And it was one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've ever seen. And I had to save it on my phone. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing you can do to, to really see if it's housewives related. Tell your friend you got a DM from Rihanna and see how he reacts. <laughs> the way that like, not just like the life, but the just like every like everything left Lisa in mm-hmm. that moment. You, she's never looked more tired in, in that <laughs> moment. <laughs> and she's so beautiful. But in that moment, she was just like, hollow it was so good <laughs> anyway anyways I love good TV. luck <laughs> we love trash here we love we garbage love we love to eat TV. it we love to eat it and it right up oh should we move on or do we need to take a break i think we need to take a break actually wildly and okay. so that's what we're gonna do okay and sort of what you want is not important in this moment Mitra we need to do what's best for the podcast <laughs> what, what's happening with you <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you're being really shellfish right now being shellfish um, <laughs> you're, being really shellfish. <laughs> you're being really shellfish right now um, not letting us take a break um, show well, Sean Connery's on set <laughs> On set? Where do you think we are? I'm having fun. You're in the studio. (laughs) You're in the studio. I'm in my room, my studio. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) time for a break. Okay, bye. And we're back. And I apologize for calling my room, my studio. I I don't know what came over me. (laughs) I didn't mean it. You got lost in the moment. And that's okay. It happens to the best of us. And I want you to know, Joel, um, because I think I've accidentally set stuff on fire like a few times on the episode. I did accidentally set something on fire today. So I just felt like I should update you on that. What did you set on fire? An envelope. I dropped it directly on a candle. (laughs) Very Bridgerton. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, don't. It's bad. Oh, okay. It's bad, but I watched every single episode. (laughs) It's bad, but I watched every single episode. That's that's. But you. That's what I want. Yeah, that's the sweet spot. But I didn't enjoy any of it either. I just, you know, you know, when you order food and you're like, well, it's here. I should eat it because food waste. And that's sort of how I felt about watching Bridgerton. I just struggle with period pieces because, like, I'm just like. The past is over, okay? (laughs) This isn't even an especially good period piece, I will say, either. Wait, also, do you want to address Wicked? (laughs) Oh, my God. So many people commented or messaged me about urgent care. Oh, my God. I cannot (laughs) believe that feels like a thousand years ago that this happened to me. Literally, Mitra, (laughs) Mitra. Post if you have not gone to Mitra's Instagram and watched the <laughs> clip she has posted of her wicked review from high school. This is a woman. This is a woman who cannot read a HelloFresh ad without sounding like a sarcastic bitch, and yet here she is singing "The Wizard of and I" completely straight faced. Mm-hmm. Just playing it completely earnestly. Fully green. like Fully green, head to toe. word. <laughs> and acting up a storm. I got to say, it was amazing. You sounded great. You sounded incredible. Okay. <laughs> you. And then the for you to send me the, 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 uh, the, the clip you didn't 
post publicly, which was you singing Defying Gravity. Oh my God. Oh my gee. It was Chef's Kiss. <laughs> which I can't believe we we don't use that phrase more often on this pod. That's but... actually insane. But that's like, that, we're we're bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're bad at this. But I just I wanted only because somebody commented and and I I understood them even though they didn't. They said this this clip changes urgent care. <laughs> But I did understand, but I didn't know, but it was more of like a gut thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It absolutely changes. It changes the way I look at you um, forever. And it changes. Now, every time you sing poorly, I know you're doing it to make fun of me. <laughs> well, okay. Because, because I, what the reason I felt compelled to post it, first of all, was because it was from 10 years ago and I hadn't watched it until like three days ago. And I was like sweating because it was so earnest. And I forgot that I used, I could be that earnest, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also because I was like, I think like I joke about having done musical theater, but I don't think people know that like, it was, you it was like that. <laughs> it was like, it was that. It, <laughs> it was, was like, paint myself green for the review. Yeah. For the review. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the only Alphaba. No one else. Yeah. Wow. Did you have a Fiero? Yeah. Who was who is the Fiero? My friend Caleb, who I'm like still close friends with. Okay, so we can't <laughs> talk shit. I got it. We can't talk shit. He's great. <laughs> and he listens to the pod. Oh my oh, god. Shout Hi Caleb. <laughs> Here's a shout out to Caleb. <laughs> but it was really sweet. And the other every like it was just it was nice. <laughs> oh my god. I can't yeah. believe I can't believe we didn't talk about this at the top. Thank God we're talking about it now. I felt that we had to. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and now let's get back into these emails. Um, here is an email, and I will read it. Hi, Mitra and Joel, and producers. <laughs> okay, only the one. <laughs> I am a queer woman and my pronouns are she, her. I was bullied a lot growing up and I guess the idea that I would never be attractive was beat into me so much that my response was to sidestep sex or romance completely and just build a life out of my interests, which has served me well in some ways and it's not something I've spent too much time missing. That is until recently when I turned 25 and was electrocuted with the realization of how long life really is and now I've never felt lonelier. I find myself thinking about maybe one day when it's safe going out with someone, but also that makes me want to throw up all of my vital organs. I guess I'm actually pretty scared of facing the level of rejection I did from my peers again. I've never received any romantic or sexual attention from anyone, even after leaving that environment, and I've never had a problem with that until now, and I don't think I have the infrastructure to build confidence in myself, and I am so humiliatingly, disgustingly old to not know what I'm doing or how dating works. This is a little meandering, I guess, and I'm sorry if it's too much about me, but even though you guys are famously very sexy and attractive, how do you deal with moments or periods of low self-esteem? What gives you the right in your head to ask anyone out ever? Have you ever dated someone old who has never been on a date before? And if yes, what did you wish they understood? How does dating work? Do I really have to love myself to love somebody else? I don't know how sitting on my face would work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so this is sort of an alphabet we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of an alphabet. Um, so. um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> what if that was the name? Their uh, name was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
July. Good luck with that one. And that is uh, <laughs> but in quotes, Alphaba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> Good luck, everyone who has who wants to write in with a second opinion too. I can't wait to see how these are rendered. Uh, this is a. I have a piece of advice for. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if you want to follow up with this, you have to do a voice memo. Yeah, yeah, you really do. <laughs> Really Wait, good. that was your podcast where you made everybody sing that to the best of no, it was um the legally blonde one. That yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and God. me and Matt Rogers. Yeah. It was so funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Um so, so what many are, questions. Many questions. Many questions. Um just generally, I think um the 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 being frightened of being too old is something that I understand. Listen, this is somebody who you're I'm speaking as someone who's 32, almost 33 years old, gag. Um, and I have never been in a long term relationship. OK, never once, never once been in a functioning long term relationship above like two months. And I know that, that you, you're listening to that and you're saying, Joel, that's still more experience than I have. But I'm saying on a scale, it is not that much experience for how old I am. And yet I feel hopeful. Okay. I feel hopeful for you. I feel hopeful for me because age does not matter when these things are concerned. It does not mean, it does not, the number of relationships you've had, the number of dates you have does not mean that they're all quality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mitra's been in several relationships, and most of them have been shit. Okay, I've, yeah, I've I've been in po- approximately two thousand relationships, and I would say one has been great. Yeah, <laughs> the current one. So you know, I'm, I guess, grateful for those experiences, but also because they like led blah blah blah, like led me to something good. But certainly, I could have done without uh, a significant portion of them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think that. But but I understand, and I, I, I think, I guess, let's just go through the list. The first question is, how do you deal with moments or periods of low self-esteem? Um, I would say the past year has been a period of low self-esteem for me. Like, I feel really, I just have been feeling very bad about myself. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm not totally sure yet. I would say, for me... Um, I know I've talked about pottery so much, but I, mm. I finding a thing that contributed to my emotional well-being and sense of well, a sense of worth that didn't have anything to do with work or my body, or like I guess my appearance because it does have something to do with my body, but mm-hmm. it like sort of reframing my relationship to my body. Like my body is not just a thing to look at. It's a thing that like makes beautiful things. And like, I'm in touch with some, I'm in touch with like a piece of clay while I'm doing this. Like, I feel like such a dork talking about it, but I, it really has changed my life. And I think finding, I, I know it just sounds like find a hobby, but like, I guess like, well, it sounds like she has. I mean, she spent. She says she spent a lot of time focused on her interests. Yeah, um, and maybe one of them is pottery, even. But I think, like, <laughs> but um, I think, like, like really leaning into those things in those moments has been helpful. Like, I, I think, like, ha- like I've made a point to like make just force myself to do those things when it's like I'm not going to solve quote like the problem of my body you know like Mm -hmm. i'm 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 not but i can do things that make me feel good about the time that i spend in it and make me feel better about it yeah i think not 
um, really succumbing to self denigration is really important. I think it's really easy for you to think like, oh, if I'm talking shit about myself, it, it's not as it doesn't matter as much as when other people do, but it matters probably twice as much. The way you self-talk is so important, I think. And I think that is one of the biggest things I've been working on in therapy is when I'm feeling self-conscious and, and um, uh, bad about myself. Like the first thing I do is like, emphasize uh, reaffirm that to myself with down with self denigration and i think like one thing i've been working on is really just like the world is tough enough people are going to be shitty enough to you as it is you don't need to add any fuel to that fire by self talking down to yourself another thing that i've like mentioned on the pod but like you know i i i it brings me great shame to say that i have fallen off on the artist's way oh. <laughs> No, I gave I gave up um, <laughs> for now, but I I have been trying to just like write a couple pages of a journal every day and like really the the one thing I did kind of take from it was and I think in re- like direct response to what Joel was saying is like affirmations which feel so like lame and embarrassing to me to be like, I am awesome. (laughs) I work really hard and I am proud of what I do or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But like, I have like a sentence that I found that like really makes me feel good and like motivated. And I feel like that might be something that that's something that's helped me. Um, because I, I, I too also will make these like horrible sweeping statements about myself and who I am and what I do based on like the most minor of offenses. So I think affirmations might be something that is helpful. Um, What gives you the right in your head to ask out anyone ever? Um, I never feel like good about it. First of all, I'm very passive. I, I like to be asked out. I hate asking people out. It's so scary. I think like, I, I just think it's like, I don't, I don't know what makes me feel okay about asking people out. I, I feel great panic when I do it, but it's like a sport and it's fun. I I also think maybe decentering this language of what gives you the right, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like a really um, odd way to frame it. Um, because no one, like, it's not about like having the right to ask somebody out. It's about like being vulnerable enough to ask somebody out, you know? Yeah. And that is what I think putting yourself out there really means. It's not about like, I feel I have the right to do that because I am X, Y, Z. Yeah. I fulfill these requirements to ask this person out or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, like, I feel like it's similar to what we were talking about with the Dunkin' Donuts friendship, where it's just like, put yourself, do it, and then they can do with it what they want. Like, I I, I really, like, it does feel really vulnerable and embarrassing, but then it is over. Like, it, it, it take, it's not like a, unless you're, you're dealing with like a real monster, most of the time, you'll get an answer pretty quickly. And like, people tend to... I don't know. I feel I feel like the times that people have not been interested in me, I haven't like it, it hasn't been like the end of the world. <laughs> like it, it's been like I would prefer to stay friends. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> I just feel like okay. Well, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and, and then it's fine. Like yeah. <laughs> but 
Um, and then have you ever dated someone old? <laughs> you're 25. Yeah, who, has never, fuck up. <laughs> who has never been on a date before? And if yes, what did you wish they understood? Just be nor- like, just talk to people. Like I, I like I really the either you will have a connection with someone and have a great time talking to them and like you'll find each other hot or you won't like there's not like some epic way to date like i feel like the like the people that i feel like are like following like the rules of how a date should work are creepy like the people that have i've been on dates with where they're where i'm like i can tell that like you mapped this out you are following a script for yourself it's weird <laughs> like, yeah. it's about <laughs> chemistry babe this is the yeah. science app and just like every other answer we've given <laughs> this is a science thing it's chemistry and you cannot plan for it you cannot plan around it you cannot create it it just is there or it's not and so that's the one thing i just i just wouldn't worry about and i have never grilled somebody on their date it's none of it's it's like it really is not something that i know how many dates someone has been on when i go on a date with them i'm like it am i gonna up. get laid <laughs> like yeah, that's exactly. really like, will i will i fuck tonight <laughs> um and then of course will they be my life partner etc um how do i i think like in terms of like do i have to love myself to love someone else you should respect yourself like I think like in in a lot of the things that you've written like what gives me the right all this kinds of stuff it's like um I don't always like think I'm like the coolest person in the world but I I definitely have um firm boundaries on how I expect to be treated and I think don't make space for people who cross those lines yeah respect yourself it doesn't have the same ring as rupaul's you gotta love how you're gonna how the hell you're gonna love somebody else you know but yeah just respect yourself yeah and that's what we want for you okay that's what we want Babe. good luck good luck uh <laughs> and see now like i can't i'm not gonna i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because okay, you'd fine. show me up you'd show me up but I, but I, I should show. I'll be vulnerable with you, and I'll show you the the, re- the ending of the video because I don't hit the note, and it actually is, <laughs> it haunts me. It haunts me because because I actually remember that I did. That was the one night I didn't hit the note. <laughs> well, when we when when life comes back to normal and we start doing urgent care live shows, oh my at, god, we're gonna open one show with you doing Defying Gravity. <laughs> And you're gonna hit that note. But we should do like a whole tour and not tell any like pick a pick a show out of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> and that city will get to find gravity. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll we will enforce phones and bags. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Because you're gonna hit the note this time. But the pressure is going to be too high. Like, (laughs) if we did it at every city, I would be able to hit the note. But if we do it at one, I will miss the note. That's just how it's going to (laughs) work. Fair. Fair. Okay. And oh, and and one of the cities we have to do our thing that we've talked about before, which is you sing chandelier to the best of your ability while I do the chandelier dance to the best of my ability. And that really will be. (laughs) Oh, you guys aren't ready for when we start doing live shows. You guys aren't ready for it. We won't do any advice. It'll just be us trying to like showcase talents that we we do or do not have. I certainly will not be performing the, the chandelier dance up to code <laughs> and do you think i can hit those notes you have heard me sing on the pod almost every single week you know I can. Uh, <laughs> but today you really you really showed us something at the beginning yeah. of the episode so <laughs> we don't know who knows do our last email yep last email here okay. it comes 
Um, hey, Beecher and Joel, I'm a woman, bisexual. <laughs> Click clockwork. Um, and writing for advice regarding my best guy friend. He's been in a rocky relationship for seven years with a very controlling and jealous girlfriend. Before COVID, we would hang out a couple times a month, usually in a group setting. Eventually, we grew apart because I couldn't even look in his direction without getting a dirty glare or seeing them bicker. However, we've been texting every day and growing really close recently. Maybe the girlfriend's instincts were right because I'm starting to realize that I do, in fact, have feelings for this guy. Sometimes I even get the impression that he might have feelings for me. On one hand, I know I should back off and kill this crush, but on the other hand, I'm still a concerned friend who thinks his girlfriend sucks and just wants to be a positive presence in his life. I even collated some data to make sure I'm not overstepping the friendship boundary and found that he initiates communication five times out of six. <laughs> Scientists confused. Wow. Okay. <laughs> she is a scientist. She is a data miner. Um, she is um, a doctor crush. <laughs> or the, um, ch- chill. Ch- um, I'm trying to do a play on Chilean miner. Um, Explain. Because <laughs> she's a data miner and oh. works in the data mines and famously the fam- the most famous miners of all are the Chilean miners. I understand. Okay. <laughs> um. um. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, um also the three the seven dwarves are also famous miners. Um um, I can't tell you how empty my mind is. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. Um, Doctor, um, Doctor Minor. <laughs> Doctor Minor. Doctor sure. Minor. Yeah, here sure. we go. We know we already have the title of it. Ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> we it's 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 just a home stretch. We know, like we know we're yeah. rounding third. Whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> okay. Um. This is I, pandemic. This is uh, this is partly pandemic, and I need you to know that off the top. Yes. I need you to know that. This is pandemic psychosis, a little bit. I don't want to discount your feelings, and I don't want to disrespect what you're actually feeling for this person, but it's partially pandemic brain. And, like, he's in a relationship. Like, it, it, until he he makes a move, I feel like there's nothing to be done, really. Like, your relationship hasn't really changed it seems like like you're just still talking as friends and Mm -hmm. i i just don't think like a confession is in order or anything like that of the crush on her on our our emailers end well and maybe actually i actually think maybe there is something to be said here and because maybe you can say like hey because here's the thing. I think she does want us to tell her that she should confess. And so I'm going to give her what she wants and say she should confess. And she should frame it, though, as like, hey, I know your girlfriend is jealous of me. And I think she has a reason to be. And this. Well. And because she does. Maybe I mean, that's, that's why. That's drama. That's that, drama. That's drama. If you want drama, that's drama. Because I think like. Regarding like you thinking his girlfriend, like it, it's not like, like there, I don't think there's a situation in which you can frame it. Like you're protecting this person. Like Mm-mm. the thinking that the girlfriend sucks and wanting to be a positive presence. Like you have a crush, you want the girlfriend gone. You want to date the guy. Like, I feel like that is like the actual truth. <laughs> like in terms of like just wanting, like, it's not like 
you're not being like noble by being present in this person's life. Like, uh, like you might be an additive force and you might be a great friend and you might like, he might even have a crush, but it's like, I don't think it's like, you're not doing like charity. (laughs) Well, what if, what if she says, what if she says, Hey, I don't think we should text as much as we do anymore because it feels like it's uh, it, because here's the thing. I am starting to develop feelings for you and that is not fair to your girlfriend. And that gives him sort of an implicit choice. He can either say, and that, and that, that will make him think, Hey, do I want to keep texting with this friend more than I want to be with my girlfriend? And then I love that. I love that. You know, and then it's still sort of, you're still doing the right thing. Cause I actually think you should probably stop texting this guy. And I think you should tell him why. I love it. That will sort of solve all of the problems. It gives you an opportunity to confess your feelings, but it also is doing the right thing by this girlfriend because emotional cheating is a thing. And it sounds like you're dangerously close to that territory anyways. So I think like you can bring that up and say, it doesn't feel right. And then he, the ball is in his court to decide what to do with that information. I think that's great. Joel nailed it. Wow. Did I? I mean, I like it. (laughs) I certainly don't have another idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a messy situation no matter what. And I feel like it, I mean, I think if just like in the situation that Joel is pitching, be comfortable losing your friend. Like, I think that you have to be ready for that to happen. But it seems like, I don't know. It's like when you have this kind of crush, it's like no matter what, it's going to change the friendship in some way. Like your friendship is already altered by you having a crush. It's not just a friendship anymore. You can just sit tight and like wait and see if it does pass, especially as like things start to open up again and there are other people around and maybe you do realize that it's just a product of the pandemic. Or if you feel like it's worth shooting your shot and maybe damaging your friendship with this guy, go for it. I feel like it it could go really well. Like he's contacting you all the time. Clearly your friends, there's like a foundation there. But And we know that men and women can't be friends, just friends. We've seen it a million times. We like know me and Joel. Happen. Yeah. There's so much sexual tension. <laughs> so much sexual tension. Can I actually pitch a new name for her? Yeah. Date her minor. <gasps> That's great. That's <laughs> wow. That has never has that ever happened? No. <laughs> Where we think of a, a like a good name after the bad name? I don't know. That's amazing. Doctor Minor. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yay! Wow! Flawless episode. Great Flawless. job. <laughs> um, really quickly, I want to say this was a very email heavy episode. We love the emails that we chose. Um, there were some great voicemails this week that we really wanted to use, but some of them were over three minutes long. And you guys, it kills us. It kills us when there's like a great question that we want to answer, but we we just can't play a three and a half minute long voicemail on the pod. So please, please, please start a timer, like try and hit like 90 seconds to two minutes. That's the sweet spot. Um, I know it's hard, but please, we want to use your voicemails. We love the voicemails. We love hearing your little voices. Um, but, and, and some of the voicemails are just like great. Um, but they're just too long and that's just that. So if you'd like to give it a shot though, you can call three, two, three, Three three four zero three seven one or email urgentcarepod at gmail.com. And make sure you, if you want and you haven't already, rate and review us on iTunes five stars. We will fucking suck you off if you do that. <laughs> JK. Mm, but maybe not. 
Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen in Shoot this crazy life? Yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible, babes. Um, Mitra, thank you. Joel, thank you. Chelsea, thank you. Ryan, thank you. Wow. July, thank you. Full house. <laughs> Everyone at Earwolf, thank you. And thank you, listeners. And thank you especially to our chefs. Thank you, chefs. We are the general managers <laughs> of the restaurant. <laughs> Bye. Order up. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.